0: back to Spotlight On. My name is Derek Covington-Smith, and this is brought to you by the Little Yellow Building in Brookhaven, Mississippi. As some of you have noticed, we have been gone for a couple of weeks, and I apologize for that. And thank you for the emails and the messages. Everything is fine. My schedule just got a little taken over, but it, it's a good thing. So in the past set of podcasts, we went through a whole gamut of public art. And I went into research mode because I was getting ready to present to the our city's tourism council and give them a proposal about how to start a public arts program, maybe what it could potentially look like, um, some ideas, uh, get kind of a feel of the aesthetic that we might wanna go for. Um, No, no, we just pitched a lot. And um, I also got prices together and just a lot of those little organizational things. I used all of the information that was given to me by the, the interviewees in the past. It was amazing, it was so, so useful when I was able to go in and answer all these questions that they had. Um, And they loved it. It was great. Everything went great. They, you know, we, they want public art to develop here in Brookhaven. And um, now we can kind of see a path. Um, So they asked me to, to, they, they gave a little budget, uh, a little starter budget, which is great. And so I went in and the past couple of weeks have been, Going in and trying to figure out what we can accomplish and get the most bang for our buck with that, with that starter budget and really, um, you know, try to try to start the tourism because there, the more that that people are interested in sharing and exploring public art in town, that's going to that's gonna give the town incentive to continue to invest into the public arts and to continue to bring new artists and new opportunities. Um, So it's really exciting. And I'm terrified, but I'm excited, terrified. And on top of the city getting excited about public art, they're also really excited about the upcoming exhibition that we've got planned for this summer, for June, the the Mississippi Garden of Rhythm and Blues. Um, I I pitched them um, while I was doing the public art. I was telling them, okay, well, this is also what I've got going on. Um, I've got a call out for Mississippi artists to be inspired and influenced by Mississippi blues music and to put that on, to put that into creation and um, tell us about it. And and we're going to have a show it's in June through August and, and um, we're really excited about it. It happens to coincide when one of uh, a Mississippi blues markers going up here in Brookhaven. So it's, you know it's a really great setup we've got the summer concert series that's going to be running alongside the show so the public art i wanted to make sure that we get a good amount of it for the time of the show opening now the show opening is june 18th so this is you know it's go time i didn't expect to be this busy but it's so enthralling and exciting and Each second is just another opportunity to to fulfill these goals and to show off what Mississippi artists can do and bring it into my town and bring it into my life. It's wonderful. So um, with all that being said, we are taking a break, but the podcast isn't. Um, I'll be giving you little updates like this on how the summer's going, how the show is coming along, how the public art is coming along. If anybody's interested, feel free to follow along. But in situations like this, I often need to revert and go back to advice that, you know, other artists have been given. So I'm going to take this opportunity to go back and each episode, I'm going to feature um, three or four of our previous interviews and feature their advice section. I need to hear it. It'll be good to get out there in the world and just to listen to all the influences, all the good messaging that they have to give, especially when I'm going up against mountains and I've got to be ready. So looking back, our first two pieces of advice come from Stephen Phillips. He's a phenomenal potter in North Mississippi. Please look him up. His Instagram
1: is sphouseproductions, and he is wonderful. Take a listen. Questions for you. I want... I I would like for you to offer up two pieces of advice.
0: The first piece of advice is what would you, what advice would you give to students that are about to go into wanting to learn about the art world? And my second is what would you, what advice would you give to um, artists who are a little bit further along in their career that are maybe wanting to get
1: more involved with the art world? Um, I can say this for both um, students and those who are further along to the art world. One of the things that I've done that worked perfectly for me um, is a biblical principle that is to write the vision and make it plain. It's a scripture that says write the vision, make it plain so that men may see it and run run with the vision. So the thing about it for me with everything that's been happening for me, I wrote my vision down, I wrote my plan. And for me, with me writing my vision, um, I planned out everything, Um, especially if you're gonna be coming in in the stage where you're becoming an artist as a student, plan out everything. Um, One of the things that I did, I wrote down the materials I was gonna need, the equipment I was gonna need, and I went and I compared prices, to see how much everything was gonna cost. So that way I can get a budget in mind. And um, another thing I did, I, I wrote out what I wanted my studio space to look like and everything like that. And then I went and I planned out how could I get my studio either built from ground up or if I wanted to use a storage building, all of that. So the thing, of it, the thing about it is write your vision, plan out what you want to have, uh, give yourself a budget. You know what I'm saying? And leave space for errors. That's why it's important to write your vision, because if you write your vision, then you can see what's going to be possible, and you can also see what may not be possible. And then not only that, you'll be, you'll be able to do measurable goals. You're able to actually um, do one thing at a time. If you can only buy paintbrushes or whatever it may may be, smaller items at the moment, you do that. Um, Look into doing things, you know, layaway. There's nothing wrong with doing layaway paying as you can to, as you go to get what you need uh, to support your, your, your creativity. So yeah, do that. Um, As, as students also make sure you are looking at other people's social media is one of the things that has, a way of allowing us to meet people and bring people together. So my thing is research on social media. Find different people that are doing things in the style that you may be um, influenced by or that you may be even creating your work um, and reach out to those people. Most artists are very down to earth. Art people are those people who are willing to talk to you and you know not be all stuck up and stuff like that or reach out to those people check into your local state um your local counties and in the state and whatever you may be to see um what artists that are there in your area that you could talk to you know find somebody you can kind of get that can mentor you um in the arts and stuff like that um I just have conversation with other artists. I mean, that's one of the things that I've learned has been a a, a huge help for me, being able to talk to other people. And, you know, they can tell you about what materials work and you know, cheaper materials, all of that. You know, just being able to connect with other people. A person that's been in the arts for a while, same thing. Social media is a huge help for us right now because we're able to reach people. That we are normally not able to come in contact with because of distance, but social media bring us all together under a small umbrella or on or in a small setting and just do it just reach out to different galleries if you need to, and a lot of these galleries now are being open to virtual uh, displays and virtual type um, exhibitions and stuff. so just reach out to people. social media, like I say, you utilize social media. That's nothing wrong with utilizing social media. Utilize social media because it's your best outlet to uh getting yourself to the next place that you wanna be. And create, 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 create. The thing is with social media, the more you create and the more you're constantly uploading and putting your work out there, somebody is gonna see it. It's it's only it's it's only a time or I should say it's only a matter of time when your work will be recognized. Uh, and that's what happened for me. You know, I was posting and posting, constantly posting. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, people start really paying attention to my work. Sometimes it may take only a few people. And like for me within this year, it's just taking a few people uh, with influence to recognize my work repost my work and once they repost my work on that platform it just went from there you know it just opened up so many other, other opportunities for me because people shared their platform to show my work and so that's why I say you have to at least be creating and putting your work out there because no one could 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 allow for you to be on their platforms or to at least show your work if you're not creating so create 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 as much as possible next piece of advice comes from someone I absolutely adore. And without her, I would have never
0: been able to get through our first two shows, Hope and 21. Uh, Gisa Louisa, Lindsay Carraway comes from Vicksburg, and she's got some
1: great words of wisdom about moving and where to stay. Well, um, let's wrap this up. Um, I'm going to I'm going to give an outro. Is there anything? Actually, no, I do want
0: to ask you another question. Seeing as how, you know, you have been through the gamut. You have, you know, you left Mississippi and you went to New York, to Brooklyn, mm-hmm. to Pratt. Right. Um, and right. that's a, a big learning curve for anybody that's ever left Mississippi and gone anywhere else, just setting foot into the culture of another place is a learning curve, Um and then you you took that and you went from there to SCAD, Savannah College of Art and Design, which is one of the meccas for artists, for student artists. Um,
2: what advice do you have to anybody that's maybe looking at those types of avenues? Well, first of all, if you're going to leave and you're going to go to the north, Do not get yourself a white puffy jacket because you will look like the Michelin man. So that is the first step. (laughs) Take my advice on that. (laughs) Don't follow in my footsteps. (laughs) Second of all, (laughs) Um, I will say that like for me personally, school is not it. Um, the school was really really cool and i think that if you're dedicated and you really want to go that you should definitely go but i think as an artist you you just you learn more by yourself and from life experience and from other artists and from making those connections and making those networks through things like this through finding other artists in your neighborhood, through finding other artists in your state, through finding other artists in your community. And networking that way. And I think That's if awful. you want to move, stay in the South. It's so much more friendly.
0: And our last bit of advice comes from Adam Trust out of Laurel, Mississippi. And you can find Adam at Adam Trust Studio on Instagram. Well, for any artist or any um, upcoming artist or wannabe artists that might be listening to us, um, what what would you tell them? Let's let's wrap up on that. What would you give them your
3: nuggets of wisdom? Um, hmm, like, yeah, I didn't mean to put no pressure or anything. Just change two people's well, lives. <laughs> I think, you know, like the biggest thing to me is, um... I wouldn't be the artist that I am if I didn't practice as much as I do. Um, when I've, you know, I taught for the last 10 years in some capacity, either in a private or public school. Um, I taught art, I taught lots of different things, but the thing that I would always tell my students is you sit down and you draw something. And their first thing is, oh my gosh, Mr. Trust, that's so good, I'll never be able to draw like that. And so then I go, okay. I am 34 years old. I started drawing when I was eight. I was like, you do the math and tell me how many years have I practiced more than you've even been born? When you practice that long, you'll be that good. And so it's like just the concept of... Art's not just a talent. It's a practice. It is something that we do every day. If I'm not painting, I've got a sketchbook. If I don't have a sketchbook, I'm drawing on a grocery list, like getting it out of my head and onto paper. It doesn't always look good. I just show you guys what looks good. The crappy stuff is still in my sketchbook. It doesn't ever see the light of day, but I have to get it out because I have to see what I did wrong so that I can do it better the next time. Um, Looking back at work from high school, people are always excited and they're like, oh, that's the Adam Trust early work. And you're like, eh, I would never show this to anyone because (laughs) that was the early practice, right? You know, like not everybody's a Picasso and is a master figure drawer at age 10. Like we go through this development, even stuff that I did in college, I still am not pulling out and showing people today because that was a time of education where I was really learning concepts and theories and just the classical study of art. And so now the stuff that I do today is better because of that, that I already lived through. And so like under letting people understand that was I gifted as an artist, as a child, probably would I be as good if I had not practiced for the last 20 years? No. You know, like, so I think putting in the work, that's the part that I think would be the biggest advice that I have because without the work, I mean, it's just like anything. It's just another practice.
0: I don't know about you, but it's always so good to hear advice from other artists, just to hear their words and to reflect back on their experiences. And I always get so much out of it. No matter how many times I listen to these, I get something new every time. Don't forget to check out our current Call for Art for Mississippi Artists with the Mississippi Garden of Rhythm and Blues show. The deadline is June 1st, and the artists will be announced June 3rd. You can find more information about that and previous podcasts at thelittleyellowbuilding.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Little Yellow Building. If you like what we're doing here at the Little Yellow Building and would like to help out, Please go to our website, check out Interview Archives, and there's a donate button where you can support. We appreciate every bit. We pour it back into this to
1: build this bigger and better for all artists in Mississippi. Hope you enjoyed, and we'll talk to you next time.